0: Okay, for, you join, for those online now joining the class, uh, you missed uh, the location for the second coming. So, <laughs> Okay, uh, a- Acts 11. Uh, again, out of sequence, that we're, we're jumping ahead to a time where it says, uh, uh, verse 19, uh, then those that have been scattered because of the persecution uh, uh, that happened to, over Stephen Went as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. In other words, after the stoning of Stephen, they scattered. They they started to get out of town, um, mainly avoiding the Jews. Uh, but there were some men from Cyprus and Cyrene among them who went came to Antioch and began to preach to the Hellenists, began to preach to the Jew to the Greeks, proclaiming the good news of the Lord Jesus. Um, verse 22 news about them came to the attention of the church in jerusalem and they sent barnabas to antioch lovely uh barnabas uh is a good guy he came he saw the grace of god he rejoiced now look look at verse 24 he was a good man full of the holy spirit and of faith and the multitude gathered to the lord now interestingly enough though um he's a good man he's full of faith and he realizes that he's way in over his head. I just don't know how I'm going to handle what I'm running into in Antioch. This is not Judea. This isn't Capernaum. This is Antioch. This is like, I'm in New York City, <laughs> you know, and, and, and there's a level of sophistication, and understanding, and knowledge. And I'm, I can proclaim the, glo- the good news to him on one Sabbath. What do we teach about the next week? Where do we go from here? Okay? Um, and he he wasn't quite sure. So then he says, okay, he was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Multitude gathered the Lord, verse 25, then he went to Tarsus to look for Saul. (laughs) 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 Ah, This is more than I can handle. Uh, So I'm going to go, I'm going to go find Saul. Um, Now, in some ways, I would think this is uh, kind of an odd comparison, but let's say that that somebody is um, an alcoholic, and they happen to go to a shelter for the evening, and, and they go to a Salvation Army thing, and they tell him about Jesus, and he gets excited about Jesus, and by following Jesus and praising Jesus, he gets it, maybe he gets his life cleaned up, and now things are better, and he loves Jesus, and he cares about Jesus, and now he he wants to go tell other people about jesus so he's telling other people about jesus and then what do we talk about in the second hour (laughs) you know in other words he's got this zeal he's got this knowledge he's got this to a certain degree but he doesn't have the training to take it anywhere beyond that and i think that's peter james and john i think that's matthew i think that's thomas these, are, these guys were fishermen and tax collectors, but they weren't Pharisees who had swallowed the Bible whole and could quote from it all along the way. They just did not have the knowledge and background and understanding. And I think Barnabas is going, whoa, this is more than I can do. I can, I can proclaim the good news, but after that I'm in trouble. Um, so, so here's our, here's our uh, challenge, if you think about it. So, if we want to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to first century Gentiles as well as the Jews, um, here are the qualifications. So, here's the resume. We need somebody who can do what? Well, they have to have a deep working knowledge of the Hebrew Bible. Uh, as a Pharisee and a lifelong Pharisee, uh, Paul really had kind of swallowed the bible he could flow back and forth from isaiah to the psalms to jeremiah to daniel back to genesis uh and could do it seamlessly okay so you'd have to have a deep working knowledge of the hebrew bible um it's it's interesting if when you go to uh i've mentioned this before when you go to the uh, wailing wall in in jerusalem well everybody you know you got these great everybody's seen pictures of the wailing wall and there it is okay now, but if on the men's side, if you hang a left, you go down underneath an ancient arch and there's a library down inside there. And they, there are people there studying constantly, digging through Torah. And these are, these are uh, uh, a lot of Hasidic Jews that they spend all day studying the Torah. Okay, they have a deep understanding of this. And so did Paul. Uh, so you'd have to have someone who had a deep knowledge of the Hebrew Bible uh, could speak Aramaic to the Jews reads Hebrew and knows and keeps the law of Moses so he's got to be able to be fluent in all of those kind of things uh, including Aramaic and Hebrew and he's got to be keeping the law and he, but he also has to know Greek and Roman culture history and philosophy and he needs to be a Roman citizen to stay alive okay so you get so on one level he's got to be able to do all the Jewish things on another level he's got to be ready to do the Hellenistic Roman and Greek philosophy so that he can stand at Mars Hill and start quoting Greek philosophers uh, there in the Aragopolis yeah Why does he have to keep the love closed? Because otherwise he's not going to be accepted. He won't be able to preach anything to the Jews at all. If he is a non. In fact remember that was the problem. The the problem for a lot of the Jews that caused the riot. uh, In the temple. Was that he was being accused of not keeping the law of Moses. And telling other people to do the same thing. So he And that would then desecrate the temple. Because we have people that aren't properly cleansed and purified to be able to walk into the temple, the environs of the temple. Okay? Uh, that would be like we would struggle a little bit with somebody who is smoking a cigar outside our temple, tosses it away, and then shows his recommend and gets in. Okay? So he's got to be somebody who can go in that, in that language. Uh, he has to have a tireless drive and zeal and love. Uh, I, I was telling somebody, I was listening to... Uh, Uh, nt wright speaking about paul and one of his questions was what did this busy little man think he was doing (laughs) (laughs) this busy little man was always busy (laughs) you know he just had this tireless drive and this zeal uh, and love so you got to have the drive he has to have powerful, powerful debate skills in Aramaic and Greek. Could he stand in the marketplace and share ideas and push back uh, both in, from a Hebrew standpoint and then also from a Greek and, and Roman thing? And he could do that. Uh, he may have learned some of those skills uh, while he was sitting in the uh, making tents in Tarsus and people would come through and they would have these discussions while they're making tents. Okay, yeah. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, he was the guy on the council of twelve when, when the first presidency in the council needed to know whether or not there was something in the scriptures that would yeah. impinge and actually were going to take and say, is there any? What's in the, What's in the scriptures? That's right. Yeah, you got to have a scriptorium. Okay. Now he also had to possess a stout physical constitution to endure constant hardships and beatings. He says he was beaten with a rod five times. We know that he had a a, uh, some kind of weakness in the flesh. We think that maybe from the beatings that he might have, his eyesight might have been going by the end of that. So that by the time he gets to Rome, he may be nearly blind. Uh, So, but but there there's the resume that that we're looking for. Okay. So that so you can see why Barnabas is saying, "I need somebody who can do that." Oh, I knew a guy, <laughs> and we'll talk about how he ended up back in Tarsus. but I wanted to just give you an idea this is this is the guy that we're talking about, okay so let let's uh let's hop over here. I think this is I forgot to put the reference on there. I think this is. Uh, Nine. This is Acts Nine.